when you repeat a word, when you say something twice with that emphasis, it changes what the fuck you talk about. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But whenever I've spoken to like another culture, they don't get it. Where I just be like, yo, I'm hungry, hungry. And they'll be like, okay. And yep. I'm like, hungry, hungry. And it's like, it doesn't click. <laughs> nice. They don't know what hungry, hungry mean. I feel bad for them. Right. That shit get real. Remember hungry, hungry hippos? Like, you should know. You say that. <laughs> Anything you say twice, you mean that shit. Damn, damn. that was a game. <laughs> like, they weren't just hungry hippos. Them motherfuckers was hungry, hungry. <laughs> I respect it on a broke day. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and uh, this is Reality Bites. I'm joined today by Sheem the Dream, and we have our first... Wait, this is our first guest. Yep. First guest? Nope, second. Second first guest. First lady guest. First first female, though. first lady. The host of the illustrious, not perfect, just broke podcast. Hi, I'm Vivi, and I'm the host of the Not Perfect Just Broke podcast, the podcast for the struggling millennial. And I am happy to be your second guest, a.k.a. the person that fully pops the cherry. Oh, that's kind of, you know what's crazy? That's, I was going to say that's disrespectful, but that shit is kind of true. A lot of times, you know, that first, the first nigga, he was there, but he ain't really like, he hit, but he ain't hit, hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got dicked, but you didn't get dick, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this double word thing is just going to continue throughout the whole goddamn episode, I feel like. Definitely. But, um, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> so Vivi, I guess uh talk talk to us a little bit about your your podcast before we uh move forward at all. Let let us know if you had to describe the podcast to uh someone who's literally never heard it, never come across it, what would be I guess your your Netflix summary? Well, my summary of my podcast would probably be like ex- existential humor, um poor comedy. Whoa. Poor comedy as a bad <laughs> comedy or broke nigga comedy? Yes. It would be kind of like the struggling comedy. Okay. Okay. So it's not like struggling to make you laugh. It's just making you laugh while we struggle. Because that's, that's exactly. two different things. Laugh through the struggle. Gotcha. Those are the best laughs, though. Broke nigga laugh is different. Because like. you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but you found a way to laugh. See how? See? like I'm laughing like while someone's whipping me it's it's not like that it's just basically bringing like a humorous perspective on life on like the progression of being a millennial like for example all millennials want to be rich but we don't know how we're going to get there that struggle gotcha that yeah, yeah. that's that's really it <clears throat> man she just like summed up our whole existence in a, in one phrase Yep, because we all want to get there. Don't nobody know how to get there. We got them lying ass niggas who will flip like two hundred and two thousand. If you, you know, yeah, that might be a few steps, but you could. Do you notice they gone, huh? You notice you ain't seen them in a little minute. Yeah, I haven't gotten those posts, bruh. The feds, bruh. The, the feds <laughs> been on your ass, and I don't feel bad for none of them niggas. <laughs> but um, the reason, well, I, I can't even say the reason because we were bound to link up anyway. But I guess the best. Uh, topic that we landed on that felt the most right and, and clicked off uh, the quickest was traveling because you explained to me a type of trip that I can't even fathom. I remember the first episode of yours that I listened to. I was listening to a, uh, forgive me because I can't remember your guest name, but she was explaining to us that you had, you went on a trip and you had maid service and you had uh, you had a butler and you you were just living this 
this lavish life that I just I I'm not familiar with that. You know, I still I still, you know, heat up my ramen noodles one packet at a time like a regular nigga. So I don't I'm not <laughs> familiar with these things. But um tell us a little bit about that trip. Okay. So last year in November I went to a solo trip in Cancun and I went to the Hyatt Zivia and in that area it's basically an all inclusive for adults. So I had a living room, I had um a pool in the balcony and it was really nice. Um, I had butler service. So that meant like I couldn't start my shower. He had to start my shower or he had to like decorate the pool or he had to serve me tea. And it was very refreshing. Um, it was an all inclusive and I was there by myself for approximately five days. That's, that sounds different. Like that, there's a certain level of like balling that, that I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around because me picturing an, uh, like not being able to shower until a nigga come and run me my bath. It's like, that's a different level of yeah. decadence. Yeah. That was kind of exquisite. You're paying all that money. Cause the thing is, it's different when you're looking at it outside, but when you pay all that damn money, that resort money and it's all inclusive, Oh, yeah. you like, oh, yeah, you can turn on my water and make sure you put them rose petals. It doesn't matter if it's a two-minute shower or a 20-minute. It's like he would put the rose petals, teas. He would put, like, some oil on me. Like, uh-huh. See, I'm not even comfortable with that one nigga in the club who be in the bathroom trying to give you, like, hand towels and shit. I don't, like I don't even – I don't like that. I, I, I feel mad like a uh, uh, white man on Django-ish when I'm in there, like, and he handed me my towel talking about, here you go, sir. And I'm like, hey, man, hey. <laughs> I just, I feel funny about, a, you know, another man waiting for me to clean my, you know, my, <laughs> my, my meat, my meat covered hands or whatever the situation may be. <laughs> and then going to try to offer me peppermints. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Yo, guys. we're working on ourselves, though. You know, I'm trying to be better, though. Yeah, I'm trying to be more cultured. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's it's a bit of a shock. Like, I, my first time going to a club and seeing that, I was like, so this nigga get paid all night to sit next to niggas while they shit? Like, this is crazy. Candy man vibes. Yeah, like, handing out candies and soaps in the bathroom is just crazy to me. So just imagine, like, me standing there, and I'm like, yo, I need a shower. So uh, you got me, bro? <laughs> well, the thing was, <laughs> contacting them, they had an iPad. So I can just request the butler. So it's like kind of like a virtual bell. Okay. And, and that's another thing that I like. So instead of them knocking on your door, you have like a bell. And then he would be like, oh, would you like me to prepare it? And then he would have all the supplies and like the new robes and everything. And then it would be good. Interesting. Now, all of this sounds crazy enough. The part that got me and, and I guess sparked off our long conversation was one very interesting fact. Who did you go on this trip with? I stayed by myself. Now, for those who, who you know, don't know you, which, which would be most of the people listening right now, describe yourself physically as a person. Um, I'm 5'11". I have boobs. I have a little bubble butt. <laughs> I don't know how to explain myself. I feel like this has turned into like that late night chat. Oh, you know how well, to- no, no, I wasn't going that way, but I'm just saying like here's the thing. I'm 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 hovering between six two and six three, well over way past uh uh two hundred pounds, and I'm not doing that. I'm I'm not like 
I don't go to the club by myself for for the idea of, you know, shit could pop off. You always need at least somebody on your pivot in my mind. This is just how I look at my like my personal view of the world. So when you told me that you went somewhere unfamiliar alone, my mind was blown already. I understand why it was blown because the thing is, I feel like it's a different setting in the club, specifically like in New York City and different states because it's like, it's a crowded area. Majority of times, it's always like someone that can't shoot right. So even if they're trying to shoot at the person next to you, they end up shooting your arm off. But I feel like with the vacation, I kind of like, I was on my mind, my business type of thing. And another thing is I don't act like an American. So it was like, they didn't want to rob me. They saw, they saw me as another person struggling. So like when a Mexican saw me, it was like, oh no, she ain't rich. It was just like, okay, nigga got her chance. Okay. <laughs> true that, true that. I feel you. Now, before we get too deep into the convo, um, for those who aren't familiar with Reality Bites, I know there's always first time listeners. What's up to y'all? So this is uh, where we kind of set up the show. The way the Reality Bites works, we uh, hit you guys with a clip that kind of sparked off the conversation and then we're going to bounce back from there and just kind of divulge into everything full force. Now, uh, this clip that we have uh, is relatively short, about a minute long, and it is from, let's see here. Oh, this is from Carl Watson. It's a, a travel documentary, actually. And the whole idea is uh, solo female travel tips. So this is a, a bunch of women giving their ideas on what people told them or what people felt like when they announced to the people in their lives that they wanted to travel alone. And here we go. I definitely wasn't really supported at first when I said that I wanted to go traveling by myself. 99% of people said the exact same thing. It's unsafe to travel in general. What if you're out of money? What if you get lost? What if someone attacks you and you're by yourself? What are you gonna do? Traveling alone as a female is the stupidest thing I could possibly do. A lot of people didn't actually understand why I wanted to go by myself. People just assumed that I couldn't find anybody to go with. I got a lot of like, you know, are you sure you don't want to get a proper job or are you sure you don't want to get a house? The answer to that was no. Some of my friends were like, yeah, you can do it, go travel. Yeah, that's great, but don't you think that's really dangerous as a girl on your own? People told me that I would be the subject of sexual violence, assault and even rape. And actually my mom did tell me to go find that boyfriend and go with him. So um, I didn't do that. All right, so a lot of those comments are pretty much the things that I know I, I can't say majority of people in general because everybody feels differently when it comes to this this particular subject. It's a little bit more mixed than usual. But I know the first things I think of when I hear the idea of traveling by themselves, I don't even think of it as a woman thing. I think of it as a, as a person thing. I'm, I don't move without backup. I just, I don't, I don't travel that way. I don't move without backup. I feel like, <laughs> like, I just, I can't fathom that, but I know that that's something that is my outlook on the world. Uh, well, for me, as far as traveling, I think I'm fine with it. I'm a wanderer. So like, I, I don't mind the traveling by yourself. Yo, actually, let me comment on that. Yeah. I hate going places with this nigga Sheem sometimes because <laughs> I will turn around and he is fucking gone and I have no <laughs> idea what happened. All I know is that this nigga is drunk and he ain't the tallest nigga in the world. So I'm, I'm like, all right, it's, it's a little difficult to find him. 
I ain't mad short though, too. You're not mad short, but it's like my guy, like you you gone. Yeah. When you gone, you are gone. I'll be alright though. <laughs> but like what are you doing though? Me? Yeah, uh, you get drunk. Like, are you taking a walk? Are you discovering something? Well, well, me, I definitely like to walk around because, to be honest, closed-in spaces kind of make me a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest. So, and people bumping into me and all that, you know, it aggravates me. So I just move around a little bit to give me space. People, I like people and everything like that, but people in, I don't know, tight spaces kind of make me a little bit uncomfortable. So I try to move around so I don't be visibly annoyed or, you know, kill the vibe of the people I'm with. So I just move around for a little bit. And that's agreeable. But the thing is, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but my like, people- it's not like you're about to get ambushed. Like someone just seen like a random black dude just walking near the beach to get some space. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dudes, people I'm with know I'm fearless. and I'm, So they know I'm going to be able to be on my ones and twos, even if I am sauce. Even though Reggie is saying what he just said, he know I'm going to be on my ones and twos. Yeah, I know he's not going to do nothing stupid. That's the one thing that I ain't got to worry about, but it's more so, it's 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 the whole, like, you you could have swore this nigga's right next to you. Somebody walk up to you, they're like, hey, Reggie, where's she, man? And I'm like, he right here. That's why I'm the flash, my nigga. Uh, <laughs> flash. I'm looking around, and he is nowhere near where we at. Facts. But um, getting back to the question about um, how I feel about travel, I think it's cool to travel places by yourself if you, you know, whoever you are, but definitely if you're mindful of your surroundings and know how to act accordingly if shit change, if shit get drastic. You got to be, if you're going to be traveling by yourself, you definitely got to be, to me, a able to adapt with whatever environment like quick if that shit change and get dangerous scary or whatever the shit mean um that's my opinion on it but traveling it, everybody should do it it's um you know to me it's mentally healthy and spiritually healthy and shit so that's why i'm into it traveling with groups yes traveling even if it's only two people that's fine when it comes to the solo thing because of the fact that you know i grew up in a certain type of environment and with the people that I grew up with, I know how they think. And these weren't always the best of people. When you're alone, you are what we, you know, like to call food. People who travel by themselves are seen as food. That's why certain, certain types of environments I won't go, even if it's, you know, in my own city, certain types of environments I'm not going by myself, just in case. Not that I think something's going to pop off, but I'd rather be, it's, it's that mentality of I'd rather uh, uh, have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So that 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 extra layer of backup gives me a little bit of leeway. Now, the concept of being somewhere that I'm not familiar with, so I'm already in foreign territory. I'm not quite sure of the lay of the land. And I don't have that one bit of security that I took with me. I don't like I just I don't like that. So now I have a question. Are you first generation? Uh, yes. Okay, that's why you sound like that. Because usually um, people of first generation that don't like to travel, they basically contradict themselves. Because everything you just said, your parents had to deal with. That's true. Mm, good point. But my, my mother, when she traveled, she wasn't alone. And then my grandmother, when she traveled, she wasn't alone. Now I'm talking about just coming into America and coming to a foreign place, not having the same language, not even knowing anyone in that environment. No, I'm willing to take that step. But yet again, those people, when they took that trip, they weren't alone. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I need that. Even if it's one person with me, right? Even if let's say as a dude, I'm traveling with, you know, the girl that I'm seeing, 
clearly her being there, and this isn't me being, you know, sexist or anything, her being there, some dude is about to take me the fuck out. It's not like her being there is really going to save both of us. It's more so just there's a comfortability that there is somebody who an extra set of eyes are there. Yeah, I got you. It's, it's, it's a little bit of, it's, it's a little bit of comfort. And especially being in a place where the entire land is new to you, you want something there that anchors you. Mm. That's crazy because the only thing I felt like anchored me was like basically my good energy and my mother's prayers. But I felt very confident due to the fact it was like an, ex- an inclusive resort. Mm-hmm. And I was that type of person where it's like, you know, when I went out, I always watched my back. I did go clubbing by myself. But I was always that type of person where it's like, if I turned around, I wasn't interested in the drink. I would dance and I would leave early and I would always watch my back. And it was very um, simple. Now, I did have like one or two people who like stalked me. But then that's when I had to bring the New York. See, so that's, let's not gloss past that. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Now, before we even get to the, 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 the stalking, so one, one positive note that I definitely want to give, if you're being in the resort-style uh, housing, uh, that, that eliminates a certain amount exactly. of, of the outside world. So I'll give you – I'll definitely give you that. Now – the idea that, you know, of course, you had to be extra, extra vigilant over everything to your left and right because, you know, you're by yourself. So you don't have anybody watching you back. You got to go to the club early, bounce early. You got to if you turn your back on something, fuck it. Then it's too late now. You, nobody was looking. So anybody could have, you know, Bill Cosby you from the three point line. And then at that point, it's over. But. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about that when you got like three to four other people? surrounding you i would say yes and no and the reason why is because i go by the pace of how i feel so like for example the first day that i came in um mexico they were like having parties and stuff i was like i'm gonna take a nap and whenever i wake up i wake up and i eat now there are people where whenever they go out they need to have schedules or as you have one friend in another room, now she's like, oh no, I need to go out to dinner. We need to do this togetherness. And I'm that type of person where it's like, I just go based off of how I'm feeling. If I'm tired, I'm not going. If I want to oversleep, no. And then there was days where I would order food service or I would just be like, you know what? I'm just going to lay down outside on the beach for three hours and then I'm going to go to the complimentary spa. I was going based off of my own schedule. I wasn't dealing with that one person that couldn't um, take her drinks. I wasn't dealing with that girl that would go missing because she's trying to hook up with a dude. So now everyone can't go to sleep <laughs> because we we hoping a guy that she ain't get killed. And then we not dealing with that hyper technical person where it's like, okay, eight a.m. I better see you. You know what I mean? I like the fact that I was able to just like literally be in a rope some days or just be like, you know what? I'm about to go out and I'm about to eat and I'm about to open. I'm about to watch something 2 a.m. and just chill. It was very refreshing. If anything, it felt like a meditation. You know what? I, I will say, you know, uh, shout out to the, the, the straggler friend who breaks away from the rest of her girlfriends because, you know, that's, that's usually where some of the most life-changing hair comes from. And I, I, I do want to say that before we go forward. You know, those are the ones, those are the, those are the ones that uh, 
those those are the ones that 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 really make the world go around sometimes you is know that but, dumb? do you get better fellatio by that they're an archetype there there's <laughs> you know they have there's a league a league of extraordinary women that uh, <laughs> um and there's a few different archetypes. That's one of them. You know, that's one of them that, that have yet to uh, let, let a brother down. So I'll I give you that. But I will say you hit something really you, – you hit something on the head. As a dude, and I know this from, you know, traveling with guys, guys usually are on the same mind frame. And for the most part, when you're not – like, let's, let's say um, if it's a group of five guys – if there happens to be that one weird old nigga in the group, he knows how to fall in line because that's as men, we, we usually don't have certain types of issues. Now, as a man who's also traveled with women, there's a lot of times that there is that person in the group that has the itineraries that wants to hit 18 different things before you leave the city that the trip will be worthless unless we do this long ass bullshit list of every damn thing there is to see. Now you came back from a vacation more tired than if you work doubles. Exactly. And, and I mm-hmm. hate that shit. And you know what? <clears throat> For that alone, I give you that. That was genius to be like, you know what? I'm going to cut these bitches out. I'm going to cut out two things. One, you don't have to worry about the fact that motherfuckers love to flake on trips. You don't have to worry about that because the only person you're worrying about paying for shit is you. Two, you don't have to worry about the one motherfucker who comes on the trip knowing damn well they don't even have the trip money. So they don't even pay the down payment. They don't, you know, the I'm going to get you the day of, and then when the day of come, they ain't got nothing. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, y'all, y'all ain't y'all going to leave me home? Yeah, we is. <laughs> exactly. So you, you eliminated that as well. Then you also eliminated the having to, you know, hit a million stops just to feel fulfilled. And those are usually the people who also, for some reason, even if you do everything on their list, they still feel like the trip was whack because they just not settled inside in themselves. So they just bring all that energy to you. We didn't go get this feed the fucking swans. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And there are people that always want to say that they want to go on vacation. But whenever you go on vacation with them, they always bring their work. So it was like nice and refreshing because I went on a trip um, two years ago with someone um, in Montreal and the person just kept on talking about work. It was like, okay, I'm going to go out with you. And if I said no, she would catch an attitude and do work. And I was just like, this is not fun because of your energy. You're not That's, making the best wait, of the wait, situation. Wait, 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 before you continue. So her punishment to you was to not go out with you and stay home and do homework no, not homework, um, work. Wow. So like, for example, we were sharing a hotel. Another thing that I would never do again, that was the last time because it's like, we're adults. Let's just do it separately. And I think that due to the fact we were together, it made it more awkward when she wouldn't want to go out and then I didn't want to go out. And then all of a sudden I'm taking a nap and then now she's doing conferences and calls like that. So it didn't really feel like a vacation. Who the hell is this person? Doesn't matter. Clearly, somebody. <laughs> Yo, that I don't know. That story pissed me that's, off for real. That's for Buzz real. Killington. That's, that's <laughs> Mrs. Buzz. Killington. Oh, Mrs. Killington. Mrs. I apologize, Mrs. But Buzz. See, Killington. You explained um, about the person earlier. The person that's like very organized, where it's like, okay, seven a.m. We're gonna do this. Eight a.m. And then if you tell them no, oh, they get they start being petty now. Oh my! Because it's God. like, oh, now you missed about like four appointments, and now they're like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> oh man. That's okay. Another thing I hate 
couples trips. Yes. Because there's always the one nigga who can't control his bitch. There's always the one dude who cannot (laughs) get his girl under control. So now she is ruining the trip. and, and, And by proxy, her attitude is seeping into the women around her. Right. And then now, because their tempers are short, because they fucking hate her, their their temper is also short with their dude now. So now they're popping off at their dude over stuff that they wouldn't have even gotten really mad at if she wasn't there. Yes. And by control, his bitch, he meant unstable creature. (laughs) He could not get his creature stabilized. Thank you for cleaning that up. Unstable creatures. That's what he meant. Because, my God. I've been around too many of those. The 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 why are you doing this? The undomesticated, yeah. undomesticated ones. They go out and don't know how to fucking act anywhere you at. Oh no! The only a real man can handle me. Like like she oh, need a zookeeper. God. Oh Jesus, that is only that alone. Topic for another day. But yeah, there's an epidemic going <laughs> around, and it's very interesting to see how much they contradict themselves because those same women will like get jealous when they see another woman that's like administrative assistant getting like the boss and they're like oh how come he don't want me because you're acting like a dude that's why <laughs> gee shit a nigga don't want to come home and fight Facts. right you, speaking of that you know when i was a kid and i ain't know any better that's what i thought gay niggas was like like when i heard the concept <laughs> of being gay right when i thought of gay niggas i still thought you know i never i couldn't picture a feminine man because i never saw one so i thought like okay so these are dudes that like dudes. So I mean, in my head, like gay sex would be niggas like sword fighting with dicks. <laughs> and then like, when you get home, it's like, Oh, what's up nigga. And you punch him in the shoulder. You're like, what's up nigga. And he punch you in the shoulder. And then y'all like watch wrestling and shit. Like I never, the concept <laughs> of a feminine man was so foreign to me. <laughs> Yo, your mind is wild. Oh no, it's not. No, I definitely felt the same way because, you know, I didn't see it, especially coming from also a Caribbean family. So I definitely got the sword fighting, the masculine. Like, I didn't see, like, people wearing skinny jeans being flamboyant. It was none of that. It wasn't until, like, later college when I saw that. I had no clue. So in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, that shit sound painful. I'm, I'm thinking niggas are just whacking dicks against each other. Like, I was like, yo, what? Is, in my head, I was like, yo, these niggas is crazy. <laughs> yo, <that's- laughs> like, to me, like, when a nigga, like, back then, I'm like, man, he gay, damn, that nigga extra tough. Like, <laughs> and I still believe that today. I'm sorry. If oh, you're yeah, yeah, um, no. part of the LGBTQIA, you are a stronger person than I could ever be. Oh yeah, salute. Oh yeah, cause uh, yeah, that up the poop shoot shit is is uh, cause I've taken a dump, and I'll tell you what, that's about as far as it's gonna go, homie. Yeah, y'all subscribe to some <laughs> some gangster shit. That's some gangster. That's some gangster shit. <laughs> we don't even want to say nothing. They're so gangster, right? <laughs> I know, like, any of them from the community, they're going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, thank you, question mark? That's <laughs> all love. I mean, I, I give props where props. Yeah, it's, I, I give it props where props is due. I, hey, I can't do it. Hey, I salute anybody in their journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so crazy. I salute anybody in their journey. Sounded wild. Now, these stalkers, 
Yes. <clears throat> Break that down for me. What do you mean that you encountered stalkers while you were there? Meanwhile, also remember that you was just advocating that this shit is perfectly safe, by the way. No, it is perfectly safe. But the thing is, I'm, I, I don't want to be like very conceited, but I'm attractive. It doesn't mean I'm a 10 or a 20 or something like that. But anytime you have some form of attraction, men will gravitate towards you. Okay. So I don't think it's because I was solo, they were coming after me because there's been times I've been in relationships and on vacations and the guy would like, kind of like peep my dude and then wait until he goes to the bathroom and say something slick. Now with this situation, I think it was because one, the dudes were trying to prove something. So as he spoke to me, I gave him like a little bit of attention, but the thing was, I didn't understand like, what was going on, but what he was doing was basically trying to put me in a situation where I had no choice but to be with him. So long story short, I met him on the beach and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this dinner later on. And he was like, okay, fine. You know, enjoy yourself. As I was in the dinner by myself, he came in and it was so awkward because the whole resorts, they know like who's single and who's not. So when he came in, my mouth was just open and he was like, oh, so I shouldn't come in here? And I'm like, I didn't invite you here. And then he was That's like... so nasty. And you know, he started doing that gaslighting, mansplaining stuff. Like, you know, I can do for myself. I don't need anyone, da 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 And I was just like, okay, it's awkward. And then he also tried to stand in front of my resort room. Not like the direct hotel room, but the resort building. But I was just like, I'm from New York, so... I literally was just like chilling right in front of him. You see, now you did mention, of course, that, of course, you being alone didn't cause this. And, and people are going to be creeps no matter what. Well, you could be with 18 girls. You could be with 18 dudes. You could be with the yeah. whole Marine Corps. And niggas will, shooters will shoot because that's what people, exactly. people are going to do. Now, my thing is when you have that backup, you feel a lot less threatened because there's more people there to intervene if he turns out to really be Joe from you. You know, that's that, that, that turns into a situation of, okay, well, you know, homie handle my lightweight. Let's, let's, let's get it then. And you don't have to be in a position where now you're, you know, running through the hotel, like a horror movie, tripping over random invisible shit, like a white bitch. Like it's, it's a, it's a situation. No one wants to be in, especially when you're there for vacation. Those are my worries when it comes to people traveling by themselves. Niggas like that. Or that movie, um, not to be funny, but if y'all ever seen a movie called Teresa's? Nah, I've never seen it. They was in Brazil or whatever, and there was like a group of friends. And then, I have seen that movie. And then they captured, you know what I'm saying? They got ducked off, captured for like, I don't know, testing and shit. They've taken out their body parts and shit like that. So I see your perspective on the traveling, you know, alone, but that could happen when you with people. That's why I say you just got to be. That is true. That's why I said to me at Hope Mary that you got to be able to adapt when shit get dangerous. Like, so yeah. if you're going to go and do your travel thing by yourself, it's fine if you're a person who know how to adapt quick when shit gets spooky. That is true. I would like to add this, and I know this is going to sound horrible, but no one really wants black women. And it was interesting because when that ain't I true. said it, I thought I was being strong. But when I was in Mexico, I didn't have to worry about a damn thing. It didn't matter if I was attractive or not. It was like almost like this limit, like dark skin. 
the blonde hair, the blue eyes girls, those were the ones that would have to deal with the crazies. Like the dudes where it was just like, it didn't matter if she was ugly. Due to the fact that she was white, all the Mexicans was like, yo, I need to get the green card. And they would just pester them. Me? They would give me daps and be like, hey, mommy, what's up? <laughs> That's interesting because like, I wouldn't want to, of course, I, I don't want to discount your experience at all. It's hard. It's hard to wrap my head around that, especially with, you know, human trafficking and all these black women that keep disappearing and things like that. It's hard. It, it's hard to be, not believe, but hard to fathom. No, I got it. I, don't, I ain't going to say I got it. But my thing with what you just said, as far as people not wanting black women, I don't fully agree with it only in this sense. I see what you're saying with it. But what I mean is looking at it like the animal kingdom to try to make it simple and shit they're going to prey upon the weaker, you know, creature, animal, not calling you that, but you feel me? So, of course, they're going to go for what look a little bit easier to, you know what I'm saying, snatch and grab. That's how the shit go. That's how hyenas or different animals go about shit. So, that is true. So all but I'm, I'm saying... I'm yeah. about that. Yeah. Black women are not perceived as weak. That's true. That's, that's what I, so that's what I was getting at. You so not perceived not as a weaker one. Think yeah. about it. Whenever I saw a girl get harassed, she'd be like, oh, no, you know, I'm fine. Whenever a dude came at me, I would say no. And I would turn around and it would just be that strong no. And then it would touch me and I would like grab them. And then from there, it was like, oh, no, she fights back. Yeah, there's nothing that strikes fear in the heart of a nigga that's trying to keep it low more than hearing, oh, uh-uh. That oh, uh-uh <laughs> ends everything. It's over. That keeping it low shit, dead. You are yeah. going to jail. Yep, facts. I'm glad you understood what I meant because that's exactly what I was saying. Like, that's spot on with that. <laughs> exactly. Because even when I went to the club yesterday with my friend, you know, like, she's a beautiful woman, a Mexican. As they touching her, you know, she'd be like, no, no. And they keep on touching her. As soon as a guy touched me, I grab the hand and he touched me. And I'd be like, fam. Shook. Oh, and shit like shook. that. Like, nah. <laughs> Oh, that's pussy, pussy. <laughs> she bite, bite. <laughs> because it's always the ugly people that do that. I'm sorry, but it's never like the fine ass dude that like grab your arm. It's always like them skinny dudes that just be humping legs. And I'm like, nah, fam. You came here by yourself. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you got to think. Attract people who attract a certain amount of women don't have to do that. You exactly. come. Uh, what's what's the word? I, I had a, a homegirl in the past. Uh, her name was Bertine. Shout out Bertine. She used to always say that you niggas be spoiled. And that, that's what she said. Like certain type of niggas are so spoiled that they don't even approach. That's like a new, especially millennial niggas. Like millennial niggas who are a certain level of attractive don't have to move for the most part. They snipe from a post. You can stand there, you can mind your business, you can be with your homeboys, but you know that the wind is going to blow the right way and blow the right one right into your lap. Yeah. Mm, I disagree. Shoot. The reason why I disagree is because I find men with that mentality, they always get the woman of the moment, but not the woman of the lifetime. So it depends on what's his agenda at that mm. moment. I mean, whenever I, see shooties I can agree with there, that. Like, for example, whenever I see dudes in the VIP, they sitting down and they chilling, and I see shorties there, I'll be like, yo, she's going there for the free drink 
in a hookah. She ain't going for none of y'all. Like, even if she gives you the number, it's always for the imagery. Yeah, I'll give you that. But then again, niggas is here for a good time, not a long time anyway. So for the most part, when you when you in that that mind frame of being in certain places, like, I don't know who's looking for a lifetime catch at a bar or, or a nightclub. But if you are, we need to have a talk. Yeah, yeah, man. I see a fine-ass chocolate dude, a fine-ass <laughs> dude standing in the corner and he passed me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to shoot my shot, but shoot my shot in a deeper level. Because the thing is, whenever you think about temporary stuff, you always think about, like, I don't know, I'm easily turned off by things. So I never like to think about temporary stuff. Because whenever you do that, you end up getting someone that, like, pisses you off, like, on the first two days after you give them their, like, your number. So you held on to it too long. It was temporary. It expired. That's why you mad. <laughs> Simple business trip. You man. let them expire. Oh, Throw it out. You kept it in the fridge too long. You out here wilding. That's you. No extended business trips. <laughs> That's all. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to tell you the first um stalker. Now, this one was definitely a stalker. I would say the second one, he was trying too hard and wasn't a stalker. But the first one, as I came into the um resort, there was like this random guy, almost like kind of like Screech. And he saved by the bell? Me, yeah. Like <laughs> kind of like the way like he kept on pestering and coming out of like the bushes, literally. And Wait, so you had a nigga with a Jufro jumping out the bushes? <laughs> Absolutely. And if anyone went to Hyatt Zivia Cancun and they're like a woman, they probably know exactly who I'm talking about. So from the first day, he kept on telling me like, yo, you know, if you pay such and such, I could take you out to the clubs, you know, you're VIP and you can go to the boulevard and stuff. And then like literally the resort manager contacted me. He was like, don't listen to that guy. He's not part of the resort. When I'm oh, talking about that guy so many times, it freaked me out. I'm talking about I'd be laying on the beach and he'd be like, hey, such and such and such. And I'm like, it's 6 a.m. Where do you live, man? This is a resort. <laughs> oh, man. He was definitely putting things in y'all drink. Yo, oh, that nigga was that. Nigga. Wow. So imagine like what he's doing. Cause I'm like, yeah, you a party promoter, but the way he was moving, I was like, imagine if I was dumb, like what's really your benefit? Like $50. I mean, $50 is kind of a lot in Mexico, but the way he was moving, it was kind of like, why are you not going after the group of the people, but you keep on coming after me? That nigga ain't promoting not a damn party. That that nigga's out here uh, recruiting for some horror movie like Hostel or some shit. Don't that that is not no damn party promoter. Yeah, that shit sounds scary as hell. And I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you this. You've made it seem like it's a little bit less a crazy idea to me to travel alone. I still wouldn't personally. I still wouldn't recommend it to no damn body. But I'm not going to automatically think that motherfuckers who are doing it aren't coming back. So I guess that's progress. I, I, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I think <laughs> you think, I don't know. It's like the way both of you guys think. You guys think it's like in the Bronx, 1 a.m. Nah, no nah. phones. No, nah, nah. it's not that. Like, I'm nah. like, let's be, let's, let's be real. Even in the well-to-do areas, like think about how many people get snatched up traveling to Paris. Think about how many people get snatched up traveling to, you know, certain beautiful areas of the Ukraine or Russia or, or places mm-hmm. like that. It don't really matter yeah. if you 
First of all, nobody's touristing in the hood. I ain't never heard nobody. Yes, they do. And you know. Yes, they do. Touristing in the hood? I do it yes, myself. They do. they do the thing for the Bronx with the Joker I, thing. I do. Oh, well, that, yeah, because they didn't know it was the hood because of gentrification. I do this That's shit myself. Different. No, no, that's no, it's a real thing. I, I know it's going to sound stupid, kind of ignorant, but, like, if I'm not from a city, for the most part, at least, if I could go where, where the good food at for a second. Oh, you trying to, you, like, but that's you know different. What I'm that's touring in the hood, though. That's like, passing through the that's slums. That's still turning to somebody's hood that you're not from. Consider if you come from that background, that's definitely considered turning the hood. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely with that. Where could I get the good food? But to get to where you were saying, I'm from New York and shit. I don't think like that for everywhere, but you know, you got to be on your p's and q's because you know shit be greasy walking down them back blocks and side streets. But at the same time, like I said, if you can adapt, New York made me be able to adapt. Probably like you. You could adapt when shit gets spooky so fucking quick. Traveling is not really that bad if you're going out there on some positive shit and you're still not lacking in your mind. But some of my earliest memories were like being right outside of Saks Fifth, right outside of uh, uh, the well-to-do shops in the middle of Manhattan, watching, because uh, my stepdad used to do like deliveries and stuff. He did like passenger freight vans. Yeah. So he was helping people like set up and take downs for like uh, street fair vendors and stuff like that. Yeah. And while he would do that, I'm sitting there walking around with the street fair kids, watching niggas pickpocket and fucking, you know, I, I used to hang with the TikToks. I don't know if you remember TikToks, the niggas who will ask you what time it was. Then you yeah. look down and they give you a fucking buck 50. Oh shit. And for the people not from New York, a buck 50 is when they would take a, a switchblade and they'll, cut across your face but like imagine they ask you what time it is you look down and they swipe up now when they Ooh. swipe up and they slice your face open you grabbing your face they just run your pockets run your jewels and bounce yeah now being you know seeing that outside of a store where a scarf costs four thousand dollars that let me know okay so niggas can be food anywhere the last thing i want to be is by myself in a situation like that like, that situation is bad no matter what. I just don't want to be dolo. That's true. You got a mo- you got a mobster mentality. You know what I'm saying? With I don't that. even think he has a mobster mentality. I just think, like, you're scarred for life because you have to understand. Like, my mom, she traveled to China, Dubai last year. She's a traveler. And she travels, like, with her church friends. But she always gives me this mentality that no matter what you do, if, if it's time, they'll get you. They'll get you while you're driving. Yep. They'll get you while you're putting on gas. It's like, don't be that person where it's like, oh, I can't fly out or something like that. Because something simply is you opening your door, you can just fall in that's your last day. Yeah, that, that sounds, 100. in theory, that sounds, you know, that sounds great. But that's kind of like the person saying, because I'm not saying not to travel. I'm just saying to, to go prepared. It's kind of like the difference between, like, me saying wear your seatbelt isn't me saying don't drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like me saying, keep the seat, like wear the seatbelt. That's not impeding you from doing anything. Right. I'm just saying that that's the better way to go. There's people who drive without their seatbelts every day for like 20, 30 years. And then they just take that one time of not having it on. And it's a wrap point. So just cause it can be done and it can be done multiple times and you survive don't mean to do it. I mean, there's niggas out there who, you know, done wild shit. Niggas skydive niggas, niggas do drugs crazy drugs mix them even just because you've been doing it for the past two three years don't mean it's to be done it is to be done for you to go on the solo trip you know if all my sexy ladies want to go to like italy 
Ooh. Venice, baby. Yes. The one place that I'm yeah. kind of like, ooh, is Africa. Because, you know, Africa is, like, really set up on that, you know, you'll go missing and no one will care. And also, like, Haiti. But other places, just make sure you go to resorts. Always have Wi-Fi. And just be very apprehensive about leaving the resort. But other than that, you should be fine. Like, maybe because I come from, like, New York City. So like, every other country is fine but Africa. No, I'm not saying everyone. A concept of No, I'm just saying like the places where my family is just like, okay, you have to understand. Just like with people that go to Haiti. My mom could go to Haiti, but when she hears that I'm going to Haiti, she's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not going by yourself. Because she's like, they smell American off of you, even when you try to speak Creole. So my mom is like, that's Haiti. Imagine how Africa is. That's a right. whole different continent. So if something happens to you, it is done. Y'all keep thinking these Italian niggas pussy if you want to. There's going to be two niggas sounding like Mario and Luigi knocking you upside the head. Oh, please. The bag. Oh, oh, please. oh, they give it up. It's just that's why I'm going to go to Venice. You know what I'm saying? Chill. You're going to be upside down getting beat upside the head with breadsticks. Confused. Hey, I just oh. can't be in niggas' pizza shop stunting, acting like Confused. I got it. Confused. <laughs> How the fuck did I get here? Now, that's not to say that just because the place is black, it means it's dangerous. But like I said, they're just highly tourists. That's what my mother and my sister said. Highly places that have vacations and tourism is the place to go. Mexico, they will never want to lose their money with tourism. Even it was said to me that mafia people, don't even mess with tourism because that's their money too. Mm. That sounds nice. Mm. I, now nah, I know that shit holds some kind of weight, but I will say this without even—I'm no street guy, no shit like that. They got motherfuckers that still doing things for them. Yeah, for every—I know what you mean. For every, uh, for for every Mitch or a Boogie, there's a Rico. They, they, oh, believe there's me, always gonna be. They, that's why that shit happening in the. That's that's a whole deep dive or whatever. But that's why shit like in the DR at the resorts, this shit is happening. Exactly, having, having somebody on the inside that they face clean, they work at the telly or whatever the case may be, but they still doing their thing to get off for the mob. Wallet. Right. Not, not, I have I'm, to be like that, but I feel safe as hell. <laughs> Bruh, you can't even get a Pepsi in this bitch that's closed without thinking the ocean. You might be throwing up and shitting your life away. Right. Like, but the thing was, it wasn't intentional. Rest in though. peace. Rest in peace. What's yeah, I, the, the, true, the true story is that it wasn't intentional. No, it was like contaminated. Yeah. I, rem- I but remember. that shit happened mad separate times, though. <laughs> but it was like, I can see where one, like, but that shit happened mad no, separate I, times. <laughs> I don't want to conspiracy. Like I try not to do conspiracy theories in in situations where motherfuckers is dead. So I, I'm gonna, we we gonna touch and go on that. But I get both sides where clearly they're saying it's contaminated. So I'm gonna just rock with what was being said because that's not my business. But it is very interesting that the way that it it was disseminated and on multiple occasions is kind of interesting. But I'm gonna just leave that alone. Leave all of that. That's alone. a whole nother conversation. Right. But all I'm going to say is it was not just people who look like us. So that's why I was like, I stayed away from the conspiracy one. Because the first one was actually um, like a brother of like a famous person who went there like a few months. Um. And then that person um, died. And then also there was Uh. a couple 
that um, passed away together. So I was just like, nah, this seems like really mixy. The only death where I'm just like, okay, they need to investigate it is those two, um, those two people from New York City where they were driving and then one's body was found in the river, the car was in the river, and then the woman's leg was injured. I don't know if you um heard that story. Nah, but it sounds no. like a freak. It sounds like a freak accident. Off yeah, the, that off the, crazy. Off the rip, it sounds like, you know, what happened with maybe like but it was left miles eye away. or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's just a bad car accident happened, some type of shit. I'm going to give you a quick overview. So these yeah. um, two people, they um, needed to drive 100 miles uh-huh. to their um, airport. So they took the car. And what happened was the, the woman was found injured on the side of the road. Oh, and then okay. from the hospital, she died three days later. Okay. Then they were trying to find the guy. And like miles away, his body was found in the river with the car. Oh wow! They're saying that they died out of natural causes. These two black people, ain't nobody believing. That's bullshit. That's where they didn't ever investigate it or nothing, and they didn't even tell the people that she was alive. Shit. So that type of death, then that's when I feel like, "Mm -mm." but those contamination deaths, I'm like, ugh, because whenever I go to a resort, I always ask for my bottle, like a fresh bottle, and they usually give me like my fresh bottles in a hotel, and then I'll just rock with that. I ain't gonna hold you. I might start boiling water when I start traveling like that. Like boil that shit over there or some shit. Shit is crazy. But um being a little bit less morbid and I guess uh moving on more so in a positive light, let's start giving tips. So tips to the ladies out there, how do you travel safely? If you're gonna decide to make the solo journey and you know, be a a, a Laura Croft tomb raider out here in these streets. What do you what what are some tips that you give the ladies that you abide by yourself? Always have a crossbody bag. There's no need for you to bring any big bags. Even when you go out for just something simple, you should always have a crossbody bag, something that you're able to put over your shoulder and it won't leave you even though you're dancing. You should have your passport, certain types of identifications in the safe. Make sure you take pictures of your identification on your phone just in case anyone steals it. Um, Be very cautious of what you wear at certain events, certain times, because in certain countries that may be, um, I'm I'm gonna be very direct, sometimes when they see single women, they um, may assume that you're an escort. Um, That's a crazy assumption. Mm-hmm. But you'll be shocked. Yeah, there. Yeah, I've. It's not the first time I went to Arizona and someone thought I was an escort because I was by myself at a steakhouse. Topic for another thing. Um, also, make <laughs> sure that instead of you carrying big bills, always carry singles. That is very important because people may give you counterfeit money. So asking for change, don't. Mm-mm. If you have a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars have that all in singles. So when it's time to tip people, you tip them 10, 15, 20. Another thing is be very careful about the currency. When I went to Mexico, I thought the currency was the same. The currency is different. So when I gave someone $10 and it equaled $10, it equaled to like almost a week of their pay. So someone told me that I paid um, too much. And then other than that, when you're going to sleep, make sure you lock your door. Make sure you have a mechanism 
of if someone breaks into your door, there's some type of warning. I had an alarm door stomper where as someone pushed the door, it would make this horrible sound to the point it mimicked a fire alarm. So whenever someone like try to open the door, the whole floor heard it because it would make this horrible sound. And basically that's it. That's look. That's yeah. it's really good advice. Yeah, I can there's 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 nothing you miss. Oh well, if there was one addendum, you always want to make sure if you're gonna save stuff to your phone, always back it up. Cause just like they can steal your wallet and steal your ID, they're gonna take that goddamn phone too. People got iPhones. The shit is a thousand plus US dollars. I'm taking that goddamn phone. If you got the security lock, fuck them though. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to do shit with it, but they could probably sell it for parts or sell it to a dummy and get, get it for the okie doke. They're not going to leave it there, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. They so, sell you it. Wanna, so you want to save it to your email or save it to the cloud or whatever, just so well, you can you think too something damn with it. Deep. You think too damn deep. Ain't nobody going to do the backup. You have it there. <laughs> you have it here. You're thinking about that hard. cybersecurity FBI <laughs> stuff. If anything, you would turn off someone from going to a trip. Bro, you could lose your phone going to Circle K. You tell me you're not going to lose your phone in Mexico? Get the fuck out of here. I never. I mean, you have just because you haven't, just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Like, that's a normal thing. Losing someone's phone is a normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that happens on a regular. That'll happen at work. Reggie, you're more Haitian than what you think you are. Because you're that type of person where I can be in the balcony in the pool and you'd be like, you know what? You know you can fall out the balcony. No, I'm not that wow. extreme. Yes, you would. And I you would be like, extreme. oh, just because it never happened to you, it could happen since you're right next to me. How are you going to compare getting your phone stolen to somebody believing that balconies are just not sturdy now? That's a wild. Your way of thinking. All right, this is fantastic. You always have Keep to be stretching. cautious of the thing, but you're overly cautious to the point it kind of turns people off. I told him he a mob, he a mob nigga, bro. Like I said, he done, he done been through some street shit because how you be acting and moving is street guys that been through shit. <laughs> and I know because some <laughs> niggas are my people. That's how you act. That's it's how you it's, act, it's more so a situation of, because I've, you know, traveled, I've moved, I've but a lot of things that I see happen to the people around me I see it and it doesn't happen to me. And I'm, I'm grateful of that. But the reasons why these things don't happen is because I always take that split second of thinking, you know what? Hmm. Do I hit this save button one more time or do I just let shit go to the wind? I'm going to just do it. Why? I may need it. I may not, but it's better to need it. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Okay, Reggie, it's your show, so you win. <laughs> <laughs> See, respectfully, gave it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you're just out here wild and taking caution to the wind. You, you do have, uh, uh, for the most part, it sounds like you got a plan when you do maneuver and when you do do these things. Um, hopefully, other people who are considering traveling by themselves or taking these trips by themselves will, at the very least, heed those warnings and you know, take things seriously. And if they don't, you know, I mean, it'll make a good Lifetime movie. So there's that. Um, Shane, got anything to add? You, you closed it. It could make a good fucking <laughs> yeah, Lifetime movie. Like, way to just, um, you know, leave it to close like that. 
Yeah, it could make a good lifetime movie. All I say is be safe out there, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And be ready to adapt. If you could adapt, travel. Get your mental peace and spiritual peace. I ain't mad at you. All right. I want to add something just to conclude. All my sure. um, black sisters, please do travel. Please know about um, certain rules and customs. There are certain things that you do in America that you cannot get away with in a different country. Like and you what? Know like you what? Can. Um, speaking about certain things, wearing certain things, you know, for example, if you go to Muslim countries, you can't show certain things or they have certain curfews. So those are things to be mindful about. Like for example, in New York city, it's 24 seven. But when you go to Arizona, things shut down by 9 PM. So you have to be open to that when it pertains to airplanes and like traveling and stuff. But the reason why I'm saying that is that if you want a sexy guy, Make sure you go for the guy that's in the executive suite, okay? Not the nearby floors, all right, sisters? So you can get yourself that rich guy, you know? Secure the bag. Amen. Get that bag, ladies. You heard her. Hey, do what you got to do. Uh, I go by the name of Reggie Days. Today, we were joined by my right-hand man, Sheen the Dream, Yo. and the lovely Vivi. Vivi, let everybody know where they can find you, man. You can find me at Not Perfect Just Broke. If you want to follow me on Instagram, same thing. Twitter, same thing. And if you want my number because you have a great credit score and a great network, just DM me, okay? All right. that, that, that. I got you. <laughs> Not Perfect Just Broke. Later days.